Hey, welcome to weird shit. I don't know whether I'm. Yes, I am recording. Yeah, I'm can peaking you hear the little voice and you're peaking the. Well, you would say that you nah. dirtbag piece of shit. Well, I'm just a no one teenage likes dip. This game. We need. We need. We need gains. Well, we but, should just be able to sit no. quite far back. No, you don't. No, we you don't lean want, on the mic. You we don't lean on the mic to reduce the, the reverb. Are you going to be within licking distance of the pop filter? Shalom Shabbat. So I watched. Um, What'd you watch? What the Planet of the Apes? Oh yeah, I watched Planet of the Apes. What'd you think? I loved it. I liked the the part where it, it highlights the name of the movie in red in the blurb. Mm. That was That's my a good favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually um, um, all the, even the old 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 movies, even the ridiculous fourth or fifth sequels, had the. Not doing the red, but that font in the corner of the screen like that during ah. the opening credits. Yeah. I've I've seen... I'm sure they did anyway, unless I'm misremembering them. In my memory, the old movies were like Conan, where it's basically the same movie remade a bunch of times, but they're considered sequels somehow. No, that's the thing. They did carry on from each other. Really? Yeah. There's a plan But of... after Charlton Heston realized that the world was the world and he was just screwed. Yeah. It kept going from there. Yeah. Return to the Planet of the Apes. What was in Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Um, that's a movie, right? Yeah, that's the one where I think two of the apes from the first movie just escape. turn to the camera. And it's just a massive diatribe about Hollow Earth theory. No, they escape the Planet of the Apes and and, and come back and they go back in time to the to, world of the people. Yeah. Yeah, and like the ape people are, are like slaves or second-class citizens there because they are like just normal apes are used as like pets and like janitors. It's weird. Oh, okay. It ain't great. So they're like smart apes, but not. I don't know. I can't remember. Because um, it still got Charlton Heston in. I think he was in the first three. Oh. I don't know. Is he actually a good actor? I look at old movies and I don't know what good acting is. They're, they're like shitty pantomime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what constitutes good or bad in that time period. I think he was more of a... Um, a memorable face? A leading man actor, but not an actor's actor. A man's man. A man's man, if you will. Um, um, yeah. Is, 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 Dark desist, dark desist. But... Um, <laughs> Um, Holy yeah, shit, that series benefited from not giving a crap about human characters. Yeah, so just like... And Fox clearly just not giving a shit about the first movie. Let them do what they want, and it just... Well, the, I like the massive, massive tonal separation between the old and the... I have no issue yeah. with the series doing that. Yeah, not at all. It, it worked. It, I, uh, I, I really like the idea that two movies can be in the same series and be in entirely different genres and tones of film. Mm. Because, um, let's face it, every trilogy is the movie, the movie slightly bigger and darker, mm. and then a boring, overblown conclusion. And this wasn't that. This was like just the... Th like. If there were no movies before this, it would have still been fine. Yeah. It was just, uh, just a. Like, and, and it, Did you see? It was like a human interest story. Yeah, but with apes. With apes, and every like. And Woody Harrelson wasn't a dumb bad guy. 
No, and he was... I don't know how he, he could both be terrifying and also, like, completely, like... Like, not terrifying? He he got to the end of his diatribe and I was like, oh, no. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to do the same thing. Not kill, the, kill your son, maybe. Because mm. as far as I could tell, when they lost their speech, they didn't actually become less than human. Um, based on the, the actual... The law. The, the, yeah, it is. Yeah. They are meant to lose their higher functioning. The higher... Yeah. Yeah. Thinking. But you, Over time, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, he does. But I mean, they didn't. They didn't link. You know, the lack of higher thinking to their being a, unable to form words. It was their, their throat wouldn't allow them to. That's what it seemed like. Or they just they were trying to put words out. They couldn't even put words to. Yeah, well, the little girl could pick up sign language just fine. Yeah, but apes can do that anyway. Currently, non if they're given enough time. So. Yeah. I don't know. the The girl seemed to have some reasonable vestige of human intelligence. Yeah, I don't but know. Um, maybe that was an acting hole, or maybe she was on the way downwards towards something less than. I like that the third act of the movie felt like each part of the movie felt like an old throwback to a different awesome classic movie. Like the third act was like the Great Escape. Yeah, and it um it really successfully utilized old school movie score. Yeah. Oh, that was some dated shit, but yeah. it still sounded great. Yeah, the the music playing when um he was when Woody Harrelson and his crew first in, um snuck into their their waterfall cave thing at yeah. the start. That like, it really made me think of um you know Charlton Heston getting chased down by two apes on horses and they throw the net over him. Yeah. Like that's the same music, yeah. isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, the same um, instruments being played. Yeah, again. like the it's fucking cool some old school shit and just that slow shot of when he turns around like eyes bulging covered in the, the tattoo and the um and the yeah yeah Woody Harrelson and war paint war paint with the hanging from the rope I like that he came down like from that face, yeah. what's that because like, the, all the trailers um uh, betrayed that shot to be a conclusion piece to the movie yeah 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 and then you get in there and you're like oh this is the intro mm. And yeah, Caesar like Caesar would destroy him. Yeah, and he just snips the rope. Yeah, and Caesar falls down. I said that was, yeah. And that I um, later on I thought Caesar's son would be picked out and realised, mm. and that would be used against him, but it never actually came. Yeah, that um, Woody Harrison was clearly watching everything happening and was able to pinpoint yeah. his the ones that he actually. And um, they, the Caesar being killed by the guy that he um, let live mm. was undersold. Yeah. That's my only criticism of the whole film. They they needed to 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 bake in the human story they of let that him guy live, just yeah, a yeah. little more because it's the um it's the the little boy that Jon Snow lets live that kills his girl. Mm. It's the um, you know, American Psycho, the kid that. What would have been better rather than him being. I'm not American Psycho, American History X. You know, it's yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. The, that, that moment that. It's the thing, it's the time you show when mercy. The character, the, that's what kills you, but that's also what elevates you. Yeah. And that that's a great plot point, and it's it a great show ever, for a hero, but they didn't quite. Get there. They didn't, yeah. they didn't use that moment appropriately. They could have. When. Like, he got shot in the ribs and then the guy obviously came after him with the crossbow. Yep. What should have happened is the guy should have shot the crossbow 
into something that blew maybe blew him down or, or knocked him over and then they had that moment where they got to confront each other and Caesar would potentially expect him to be able to let him go like he did at the start of the film but he doesn't he betrays him and that's what further solidifies yeah. humans are trash but like, it, he needs it, it to die. needed that visual betrayal where it's like oh wait you're not gonna let me live like i let you yeah exactly yeah. that's what i mean that would have been the best way to approach rather than him getting shot in the ribs first and then confronting each other and fighting that he would have had the yeah. opportunity to not shoot him at all yeah and they had would have had a moment a beat yeah and they, they needed that that, that part where they look in each other's eyes mm. as a mirror back to the start when Caesar lets him live and yeah. he's surprised by that mm. it's it's not a reference of the failure of people but it is a um, to be better is to let yourself be hurt in the place of something that's afraid of you because you recognise that it's an act of fear mm. not an act of hate mm. and that's, that's kind of the elevation of the hero mm. in the Oh, that was weird. We we thought we lost it for a minute there. But we found it. Um, and you know what else I watched? What'd you watch? Jurassic motherfucking park. <laughs> Again. So I, I got I got drunk the other week and I was talking to my girlfriend. Shout out to is totally real. Yeah. Not imaginary she's, she's girlfriend. She's not a she's she's real real. She's real. She's real. <laughs> I was about to say she goes she's to real. another school. <laughs> she's she's from Canada. <laughs> Uh, Canada. She's she's cool. You never you, bag of sand, <laughs> etc. Um, she made some joke about uh, music to have sex to, and I said that the only real music you can actually have sex to is the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah. So that when you're about to climax, yeah. Um, what's her face with the thing stands up out of the jeep? In admiration of you. Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern stands up in amazement. No, no, it's, it's Sam Neill claps his hand on the top of Laura Dern's head and points it towards you, and then Laura Dern's eyes open wide and she <laughs> stands up and stares at you. They do move in hurts. But... Yeah, we're not going to go with the... And then Jeff Goldblum says, our life finds a way that's too obvious no Fuck there's, there's no guys. such thing as a Jewish sex symbol <laughs> oh oh could, could that ooh, be a Nick Cave song Jewish sex symbol <laughs> there's no such thing as a Jewish sex symbol that's the best way to um Impersonate Nick Cave who just pretend like you're a deaf man trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to sing lyrics from reading the from a sheet of paper. Speak straight through your nose. This is good radio one. Um Yeah, so Um Watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, you watch Jurassic Park, you climax to it. Um no, but, but uh, <laughs> took a while for you to uh, dispute that. I, I was reading a text. I'm sure to do a text. Um, fuck that shit holds up. It, yeah. And not only that, but I watched it and thought, wow, for a movie from what 1996, seven, ninety three, dude. What? Yeah, ninety three. What? Ninety seven was the Lost World. Wow. Um, 
Fucking hell. Yep. Jesus. Yep. And then two years after that, The Matrix. So I don't understand why The Lost World wasn't even better than... The Lost World is just a shitty movie about a (laughs) truck thing. His name is Vince Vaughn, okay? (laughs) And he did okay. (laughs) He's Um, he's Dave the Cameraman from Uncharted 2. Um, Um, It's not not even just obviously the cg which aside from the opening scenes with the brachiosaurus really really holds up mm. but the um the the pacing of that film because it is dialogue and uh, bloody philosophically heavy as shit mm-hmm. the, um, the the um the pacing of that movie stands the test of time something shocking a lot happens in that movie mm. and it's 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 not bloated lengthwise like movies post sort of 2007 like Jurassic World um <laughs> yeah that, that that's we'll be watching well, that, this that week. that's the thing is it that, that Spielberg was so good at making movies or that he was so good at m- making his kind of movies for the world that people yeah expect his form of film building because he's influenced well he he much I mean, but he created yeah. the blockbuster. You know, that's yeah. that's a that's a well accepted fact with Jaws and blah blah blah. Which we're too old to understand the cultural impact. Are uh, too young to understand the cultural impact of Jaws to the fullest because I don't understand what movie. You know what? There, there was no summer blockbuster before Jaws. I've never lived in a time period where there wasn't a summer blockbuster. Mm. But. Um, the, the the blending of family friendliness with basically adult themes and horror. violence and horror in in entirely family watchable movies that fantasy you should ground them in fantasy that's uh, like in good fantasy and things that could like that's why like never ending story was terrifying at points is that a Spielberg movie no but it's from the era of when they could make right. family friendly things with legitimately terrifying things yeah in them. yeah um, i mean you know you go back to all the old disney I, movies they're all horrific yeah but the reason i think that that jurassic park holds the test stands the test of time is because they were coming from it with an angle of how can we make this as opposed to how can we make this cheaper yeah to like we know how to make it now how do we make that and save money yeah yeah it's, it's not the the modern day which is yeah like Imagine Jurassic World if they put some money into some animatronics. Hmm. I mean, you into new animatronic. They try something different. They don't just use what they already yeah. now. What yeah. what does the autonomous drone generation version of an animatronic look like? Mm-hmm. You could have actors chased around by on set by something that looks photorealistic and has no people involved. Yeah. What happens if you put a skin suit on a fucking Boston Dynamics big dog? Yeah, just to see what it looks like. It's just... It'd yeah. be horrifying. Yeah. Who's this... Um, our, who, who's uh, somebody who could replace like an HR Geiger type to come in and just let loose with some sort of artistic style to a film and build things based on his just drawings that we could probably use in modern film? Can you think of anyone that's like fr- from within the well, art? Like an Does, artist to some degree, but somebody who isn't there just to make movies. He's Do you get the HR Geiger alien drawings without somebody bringing him to the film? 
because he was doing that sort of those sorts of drawings before the movie though that's yeah. his, that was his, yeah but but who was making a movie and said this is the guy we get to design our monster yeah i don't we should look that up i don't know you mean like right now or? Well, i don't know right now but no I've, i mean I, yeah. a lot of what i've heard about ridley scott recently says he's a bit of a um like he he's cinematogra- cinematographically great but most of his success story and profundity wise he fell ass backwards into yeah i can't think of a, an amazing like his films can be amazing but i can't think of anything that's like wow the, the the directing achievement of somebody that storyline right there was just like beyond anything I've ever yeah it hurts my brain to think about what he just managed to sell to me in terms of an idea mm. I mean like he's never done that. I really like Ridley Scott yeah. but Prometheus shit Alien Covenant fine both cinematographically great he makes a movie every year some years some yeah. some some bursts. Gladiator yeah fine yeah great movie plot wise derivative as fuck mm. and I don't even know why I'm saying like I don't know what I would suggest it's derivative from but I, I don't well, think it's a particularly but, yeah. yeah it's not and those um, Gods and Men or whatever it's called God what's it called the, the, the Moses movie Gods of Egypt no that's that no, shitty, that's the shitty. <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> crap I liked that that got with the white people in Egypt yeah I really liked that movie it was dumb and it was fun there was like a video game that had like boss fights and, and puzzles that had to be solved to get to a boss fight type shit but that's a stock standard with those sorts of um, mythology based films that there's just not or stories that there's just not many of them that are made to that level anymore like you got Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans but they don't do the whole puzzle thing anymore yeah let's put Sam Worthington in a movie he'll put bums but, in seats yeah the trials of of demigod yeah doing this to this journey these it's meant to be full of puzzles that's Give where the whole the platformer comes God from of give, War movie already. well just something like that just give us give us a um a, not a historically but a uh an epic an epic but one because they've, they've done achilles before troy Ridley, was yeah Ridley, that was a ridley scott movie yeah, um, what they they should do a Hercules movie, but with the twelve trials of Hercules because that dude raped and murdered his way to the top of Mount hey, Olympus. Hey, and I want to watch a that great movie. The Rock movie. No, that was dumb. No, I I liked that that played it off that everything Hercules did that was awesome was just kind of camera tricks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's but I don't want a hero grounded in like oh, it was just like yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need it. I I think there's nothing particularly real world or unmagical about The Rock, mm. so why would you bother to ground a movie with him? Mm. Um, I because we we bought the it was the first too. time I bought bought a DVD in fucking five years. Bought a full pack of Jurassic Park movies. Oh, okay. I was very angry you, that I had to pay forty nine dollars for it. You bought the box. Oh god! Yeah. Then we had to pay forty Only bucks to buy one. a DVD player. Oh god! The 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 first one. The DVD player cost less than the movies. Yeah, the first movie is the only one worth about forty dollars. That I'd pay forty dollars for, like an edition of 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 like the other well, ones. Well, three ten dollar movies and a nine dollar movie. Yeah. No wait, that's not math. 
Nineteen dollars for Jurassic Park and ten dollars for three movies. Oi. Hey Um Wow. But it That's amazing. I remember liking Jurassic Park three. He remembers liking it. Fuck you. you. No, that's <laughs> I like William H. Macy. Hate. I hate Taylor Leone. Her voice just—I hated that movie. I could not stand her. You know, you know how I know my girlfriend and I work. Yeah, we spent ten minutes debating whether there was an Haitian in that movie. <laughs> you can tell because Taylor Leone has one pitch. I'm Taylor Leone. No, what's her name? Anne Haitian. Yeah. I'm Anne Haitian. I got kidnapped by aliens we also had a 10 minute conversation about Anne Hayes getting Anne is crazy. aliens <laughs> uh, Anne Hayes. remember when she had that she TV was in show. 40 days and 40 nights with Harrison Ford she was a person in movies and then she I was... too would ditch David Schwimmer for Harrison Ford <laughs> cause fuck David Schwimmer pervert pervert my sandwich my Anhesh. My sandwich. Did you ever watch uh, Band of Brothers? No, did you ever watch that? Yeah, I did. I was just going to say, did you ever watch... prick, prick um, uh, like drill sergeant guy that was just a... Just uh, a goddamn a prick. Power tripping, I think, rich kid or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Pacific more because I watched that. That was more Stephen Bill. <laughs> Bill Steve. <laughs> that was Stephen. That Bill was Jessica Bielberg. <laughs> she has wide shoulders for a woman. Uh, Jessica Bielberg. <laughs> just Jessica Biel I'm with a Steven Spielberg beard and cat. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm Jessica's no Je- Je- Jennifer I'm Je- what I'm Jessica Bielsberg <laughs> hybrid director of such films as <laughs> Jaws and, and star of such movies as I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and Stealth Stealth is a good movie okay no the, people the best part about Stealth was Val Kilmer's voice I'm not a pumpkin it was Jamie Foxx at the height of, hey, look at me, I'm Jamie Foxx. Apparently he's great in Baby Driver. Yeah? I Personally, I think all Jamie Foxx is out to do is go, hey, look at me, I'm Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that's what but it seems like. Like when he badly sang the American anthem at the Super Bowl that time. I don't remember that. Is that a thing? He cracked some really bad notes and you're actually just sitting there cringing going, wow, Jamie Foxx. You might have done well in that one Kanye song, but you <laughs> sir are no singer. You're an impressionist. You're not a singer. She take my money when I'm in need. I'm in trouble when you need. Well, you're holding Amtan. Well, you should really enunciate the, the actual syllable, the words, because when you say, oh, it really sounds like you were not going to say nigger. I already said that in an earlier episode, so that... that um, that virginity is busted wide open. <laughs> and you just said it, so there we go. I didn't say it. I said what I thought you were going to say. And that's okay. I'm allowed to point out that that's not illegal. So are you going to point out that you're vaguely brown right now? No. No. What you It's jaundiced, okay? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> you are kind of yellow. Yeah. Smithsonian mud <laughs> 
That yellow bastard. That yellow bastard. Whatever happened to Nick? Robot Jones? What's his name? Nick Crawl. No, that's all I was going to think about. Terminator. Who's in Terminator 3? Uh, Nick Stahl. Oh. Whatever happened to Nick Stahl? Is he dead? I mean, I hope so. If Chester Bennington's dead, then he deserves to be dead. Oh, well, let's look it up. We'll start with the mail this week. Where are they now and are they hot? Nick Stahl. And so then we have to go with um, Cries on TV Lady. Um, I think I was about to say Julia Stiles, but uh, Claire Danes, because we know what she looks like now. Julia Stiles, Claire we'll Danes, there and But we'll go with Julia Stiles, because okay. what the fuck happened to Julia Stiles? Um, based on the most recent <clears throat> Bourne movie, Julia Stiles got better with age. Are you sure it was Julia Stiles or just like some digital rendering Yeah, they brought of Julia back Stiles? Julia Stiles because the original... Um, uh, original girl from the movies the run lola run girl got shot in the back of the head in the second born movie yeah i do remember that no i was just wondering why that, that is nick style a child actor he just looks like a man child eh it's like no, he yeah he looks like he hit peak um body like he peak face dimensions during childhood and then he just Haley Jawsman hey, it out it looks like he could still make quite a good career as like a stand-in for chris pine when Chris Pine's too busy to go on set and they need a body double. But he, he looks like the um the character that's like the character that at the start of the movie is has a drug problem and nobody knows about it. Yeah. Like I'm guessing he has in real life. I'm assuming he does, yeah. Yeah. Um He looks just fine. It's the last thing he did. What's his wife look Ah. Okay. She's like a less she's like a Hotter Courtney Love. Oh, if yeah, Courtney you're Love right. was she ever does hot. look like Courtney Love, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh. But like Courtney Love is like a foot taller and looks like she'd beat you in a boxing match somehow. But beat you. Uh, yeah. What's the last film this dude was in? Ah, uh, Imdb. Who's it? Rose Murphy? Why is Why is Rose Murphy's like main photo her having had a nose job and not with her current husband (laughs) ah divorce girlfriend slash gay in network that's why wife says he's missing what did we just stumble on an actual dead celebrity during uh are they hot and rather now may 9th nick style was last seen may 9th I can confirm he's missing, says LAPD officer Rosario Herrera tells people. And as of now, here's LAPD Inside story. What happened? You know your career's not going places when you're known as the Terminator 3 actor. Yeah. Well, let's just assume he's missing and dead. All right, clear that. No, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Julia? Julia? Still is. Still is. See, she got better with age. Julia O'Hara. Oh. I mean, she wasn't bad back when, but yeah, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm just thinking of her when, like, before that, but after that. When was this? I don't that's know. That's not her. That's not her. That's not Julio Staro. Well, that's not Julio Harastaro. I mean, looking at that, maybe. Her, fuck, that sounds awful. I was gonna say her face is packed in it. <laughs> We're bad people. We collapsed. She's starting to look like Martha Stewart. Ah, uh, yeah, or Diane Lane. Uh but but Diane Lane 
Dion Lane. Dion Lane. Is Dion Lane is. Ah, Heath Ledger is fun. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I wonder what they mean. Uh, that's Una that, was it? Um, was that movie? Ten things I Tame the Shrew. Sh- made about poo. Yes, Tame the Shrew. Uh, <laughs> it's it is a it's a retelling of Tame the Shrew. Jessica Bielsberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any listeners out there, if there are any any more, if you can um, Photoshop up a, a picture of Jessica Bielsberg and send it to us at uh, wedgetpodcast at gmail.com I don't know I'm trying to find out <laughs> somebody sends us a picture you, you vaguely listen when you um, edit the thing edit and then and upload it and don't check it if it's it. uploaded correctly I just upload it yep and no, um, Stitcher doesn't well. want us because we already have an account apparently well I sub yeah we won't get into that but it's fine they do want us it's all sorted okay yeah we're sorted yeah Stitcher Stitches snitches get stitches oh. um, alright let's see top Chester of the wordplay to you Bennington's Chester's Bennington Lamington's yay Gene Simmons Chris Cornell Chester Chris Crawling Chris my skin is does just make you think why didn't Fred Durst kill himself instead what I really want to know is is Mike Shinoda still going strong Mike Shinoda it's a deaf man reading music off a sheet again it's deaf jam D-E-A-F oh my god do we make that a show deaf jam deaf jam it's just deaf comedians and the man said nothing. And I was like, What? I said, What? And he want to drink. I said, What? I said, What? And he said, I'm deaf. And he said, No shit, motherfucker. That's the end of every punchline to a deaf man's joke is just going to be, What? And, and him telling people he's deaf and they knew he was deaf looking at him because he's also down syndrome Bill Spurg alright I, I notice you've written something down here it's called The Biz talk us through it oh that's the ship below the line the ship below the line's cutters oh okay um where is it Rap hoop. Actually. Oh, that's the wrap up. We can do that at the yeah, end. Yeah, because shit below. Um, so we're going to make a horror movie, aren't we? Yeah. Gonna yeah. Give, we're going to give it a go. Going to do, do my light monster horror movie? Yeah. 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 So, if we were to nut it out as it were. Yep, as you would. Um, so, what I've got in my head is parents sure of an above certain wealth level uh-huh. struggling to have a kid uh-huh. finally have a kid uh-huh. they struggle with the kid uh-huh. it's not all it cracked up to be uh-huh. they're, they're, they're wanting to be good parents but ultimately they're also kind of regretting themselves uh-huh. and the kid is plagued by a thing 
my my idea of it is that the kid you know how the whole around puberty channeling poltergeist all that that kind of mythos is that those things are connected and it's like emotional growth type shit results in turmoil which Mm -hmm. results in a manifestation Mm -hmm. i'm imagining that but with more of a poltergeist bent where like the the kid is drawing something into the living world by being just like the like the kid has an imaginary friend Mm. and the imaginary friend is the light thing as it's in my mind not a monster literally just a being from a different dimension i like those but that's cool i prefer to though yeah 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 because yeah. i mean my my imagery in my head is but i mean even in, even in poltergeist they were like spirits but things from a different dimension made of pure evil i was like how can you call it something no it's from a different dimension and yeah. put a con- construct around it which is human evil. and our reality which is evil yeah but i mean that's what i hated say that what about. you want about jessica bielsberg but boy, does but, she make a good omelet? Early two thousands film. Um, yeah, I. So I I love Poltergeist, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I think personally, because maybe it's because we're not American, the whole Native Indian Native what? American burial ground thing doesn't. It, it to me was a cliche before I ever saw Poltergeist so it didn't really convey any meaning like is it is it is that a pandering to a white guilt that Americans feel no if anything I felt like it, it just came across um, as them referencing like relatively well known news things that happened where development sites got shut down because they were on Native American land yeah, but is that an American white guilt thing that we will never quite um, uh, understand because we're we're not American and our white guilt is the, not the, the pure fact that we are even trying to hypothesize whether or not it is a white guilt thing, so, and because we don't understand, suggests so we don't understand, so we can't answer that question. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, it, it, I I love I so you're incapable of love, but moving on. Yeah, regardless, we can discuss my um my what's it called personality profile as much as you want. But let's do it in a different segment. Um, it's that science where they, I, they measure the head and can tell the type of human you are. Yeah, phrenology. Phrenology. We're gonna get one of those. We're test gonna get a phrenology. Front. <laughs> gonna test the frontal lobe. I'm going to test your front. That sounds like a Tim and Eric segment. His front. Test your front. The front. Um, the I don't like that po- podcast. Poltergeist has so many disparate, unrelated spiritual things going on mm, mm, that it's just pure noise. Yeah, yeah. But the the beginning, the happy family things descend. That is one of the greatest descents ever. Because it, it, you need to establish calm and happy before you destroy it in a horror movie yeah for sure that's most of why where modern horror falls down they they maybe give you normality mm. but they never give you happiness mm. and it's always um 
it's always weak and it's all, always established that this is going to go bad. Yeah, that there's always a sinister undertone yeah. that the audience is already aware of. For until, some even though reason. you knew you were going into a horror movie, until Poltergeist goes bad, it's not bad. No. Even the the weird elements in Poltergeist are not bad until they go bad. Yeah, it's like playful. The, That's yeah. the idea. that They played into the old, whole idea of a Poltergeist is playful to begin with. They did that really well with the chairs like the, and everything. Yeah, the, 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 mum, the, the mum sitting the girl in the... You know, she like draws the circle of chalk on the floor mm. and then the girl moves to the other place and she like draws the lines along the ground in the circles to show the movement. It seemed like a, 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 a weird... She's excited for the dad to come home from work so she can show him what the fuck is happening. A weird 80s anomaly. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what I'd like to see is something that, with the tone, or not the tone necessarily, <laughs> but you know, the progression of the of the crazy and close encounters of the third kind. Yes. But with a, with a ghost rather than him being obsessed with the the aliens and everything, have that same sort of descent into weird, kooky, focusing way too much of his own personal time on this weird event thing that happened, that they're all aware happened, but make it about the house and make it about some sort of extra-dimensional, paranormal, spooky, ghosty thing. so like you have a... um I mean like this this house and then it becomes horror when you realize oh shit he's not it's not just a yeah. curiosity it's not just a morbid fascination it's like holy shit he's broken yeah. but you, and you don't do it the other way we will like um fourth kind or those other movies where it's like holy shit this person's um possessed right away yeah. and they start doing weird possessed shit just keep it like it's curiosity yeah. well, it's it's the not obsession curiosity is curiosity but until you indulge in it and have fun with it and then too late you realize that you shouldn't have done that yeah that's so, yeah yeah ball of light floats down the hallway mm. this house has a pretty profound looking hallway mm. you have like you know a certain time of the evening a ball of light moves down the hallway and yeah. people see it and they're like what, what is that and they're, they're not horrified by it they're genuinely just weirded out by it yeah with the way that the windows are placed and everything they're trying to figure out if it's somebody like i can i can imagine them following that scene trying to like justify it through some other means st- one of them standing outside with a torch and try to redo it somehow with some sort of angle to yeah. recreate it and figure out what's happened but nothing comes close to what they saw yeah with mirrors strategic uh, being already in place in the room that they assume could have caused it but there's no real explanation it seems like it could be yeah. In the, yeah in the or they go into the whole ball lightning theory which is an actual yeah thing that people have seen before or well the yeah, we can we can yeah you could even um have you know like the shitty let's research the thing let's talk to vincent d'onofrio on skype yeah. <laughs> fuck i wish it <laughs> just makes him try to get vincent d'onofrio for this film um vincent d'onofrio can we skype you can you get a book about will o wisps and um, ball lightning and we'll just ask you about it definitely. <laughs> I'd love to do that. But that's the thing, not so much a research like on the internet. No, but research books, research talk to an expert, but hear me out. Not Mythbusters, but somewhere in the middle of that where they actually do try to figure out their own like use the internet and other sources of their own knowledge to figure out different ways of what might the cause be and go through different pretty lax versions of research to figure out if they can recreate the events they saw and they focus on that and then then maybe during that beat of them trying that for about 10 minutes of the film in terms of film length yeah something happens again and they can't explain that even further or, or the power gets shut off and then they see it again 
And then yeah. it's like, holy shit, it's got nothing to do with physical light that we're dealing with. Yeah. Because it's pitch black. I, like, I the, like to the point the where idea like, all the lights them. switch off. Yeah. And we've seen the lights turned off before, and you can still see stuff, but pure pitch darkness that they can't even, almost like they they're trying, they start questioning whether or not they can even see anymore because it's that dark, like eerily dark, that there's, yeah. a, there's an absence of light rather than just things, all the lights have been turned off, like even the lights from outside that we're showing, all that just seems gone all of a sudden. Yeah, well, they could like... Um... It makes it feel really enclosed, really... Um, claustrophobic like you are filming in a closed set with a like in yeah they could like in the, in the just for a brief moment to, like that to anyway. like take yeah. out any sense of anything where the light could be coming from yeah you know, like close all doors and windows like and we did with the ping pong ball thing where you when you yeah. lose your sense of depth you end up in this weird like um yeah, and that's how we play into the half whole realm thing half realm thing that we like poltergeist does and get out does a little bit with him falling backwards into nothingness in space do that a little bit but with the ball of light as a center but you can't pinpoint how big or small it is or yeah and the the ball of light and you use music in to, the, to in the light. trick people into what they're actually looking at and you view it in the nowhere place and what you end up with is the actual being itself mm. which in my mind is a kind of a six and three quarter foot tall long skinny kind of hunched back long neck horrifically kind of dementally wide open mouth eyes made out of light and a kind of a sinewy bony thing where all of the elements are either like kind of poltergeist you know like how that ghost is thing is kind of almost like um billowy ripped sheet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mixed with I'm thinking like um, just a weird texture to like, it, but though with instead like of like a LED plastic tubing yep. hidden behind heaps of elements of it, so you end up with this kind of being that looks like it's made out of white, ethereal, nothing, and light. Mm. I'm, I'm, I pictured a, a panning shot of, of turning coming around the ball of light, and there is a point where the ball of light and it shifts, which makes you play into the whole. This thing is not technically of the like third dimension as it comes past the ball the ball of lights here the camera comes around and as it meets that center line yeah you, you start to see the shimmerings of the shape that you're talking about and that from from behind the ball of light that the people aren't getting to experience the character yeah. the characters it is what you just described yeah. but to them for the first couple of moments when the first inter- couple of interactions it is just a ball of light but yeah. obviously as it gets stronger and stronger or become breaks down whatever tear and bloody fabric reality or whatever you want to call it it starts to get more and more real looking yeah and it, it'd be really cool like you start seeing just the hands or something to... or you just start seeing the mouth or yeah and it'd be a really cool chance for us to play with like um i mean if you film it on a black emptiness mm. and then we actually just shot in say the hallway and and, and superimposed mm. and like you can deal with the the movement from something that looks like it's on an overlaid reality until it sort of phases through into a into ours mm. and the the family yeah first treats it as a curiosity moves through gets bored of it kind of disregards it but the only one who's continues to be captured by is the sort of unlistened to little girl that's not quite she's not entirely wanted mm and um i wanted to have the, the little girl has some sort of implied illness 
and like so you you see like shots of the little girl with a bleeding nose mm, mm. um i've always offer ever since that family room in this house the image of the big sort of bay windows and people having a dinner party in the family room you just see the little girl in her pajamas walking out into the edge of the property on her on the grass mm, mm. and just like standing out there and then so that you know you get that it's the the i mean because a horror movie always has you know it's undertones of what it's actually about it's the parents accepting the fact that they don't get to go back to the life that they had before mm. they had a kid mm. i mean it's it, every horror is an emotional journey about you know door closes door opens or whatever but it's all about change or loss of a state and fear of change and fear of a change of state and so i think for this it would really be about the yeah the the reconciling the fact that you have a child and this wasn't necessarily this was what you wanted because it was the next stage in being a couple and being in successful people and keeping up appearances but it wasn't necessarily what you actually wanted mm-hmm. we could uh, yeah and the oh, illness mm-hmm. of the child is visually related to the fact that she's not entirely wanted and the manifestation of the monster is related to the fact that she's not entirely wanted now with it, with it, you know. and the the monster is an outside force that gives um energy and friendship and attention to the child when the parents don't mm. And the parents themselves are initially much, and that the parents treat the monster like they treated their own child. Mm, mm. They're initially impressed by it, weirded out by it. It's, it has novelty. They investigate it. They play with it. They try and work it out, and eventually they get bored of it. Mm, almost like it's a, from a, you know, you treat the borderline from a physics perspective, or yep. you know the kid is is negativity is you know sadness is is neglect all of that and you treat the monster as if anything an overwhelming positive force and that's why it's light yeah but obviously when it comes it feeds off the darkness and but it is itself a being of light yeah so you find that balance and you play with that little dynamic of the fact that it is meant to be a monster evil Mm. whatever you want to call it but it is of what people perceive to be as good which is like yeah that'll be tricky to not tricky but it's a it's a nice yeah, the fact that this thing wouldn't have even been drawn to this person if if they have, were actually decent people yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that it's not the, there to punish them it's not there to do this it's literally something that doesn't feed on negative emotion it just it, it's drawn to it it's yeah like attracts like and i i was just thinking of another um practical effect of some kind or, mm. or natural thing with the ball of light if, if i feel like it would be really cool if when there is a moment of um a climactic moment of things happening yeah whether it's earlier into the film, later in the film um what you get a lot with poltergeist films is uh, things being moved around and floating and all that kind of shit turn that on its head and think you know light gravity I was thinking initially, or wouldn't do something where something start, things just start floating unnecessarily because there's a lower gravity around in, in certain areas where the ball of light was last seen. Disruption, and then you like, and they they play with that a little bit. Maybe you could do little little things with a fork or chopsticks or a bowl or yep. something with little tiny things we could practically float. Um, 
when things start turning sinister it reverses rather than not just slamming things to the ground but when you're in you feel like you're heavier around the child yeah that the gravity the 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 room around the child is actually harder to move in they feel sluggish they and then then when there's a big if there's a big uplift not uplifting but big orchestral moment with the music ramping up and things happening that they physically can't get to the child because she's floating up and as they're trying to as she gets higher and higher they get pushed to the ground more and more and maybe we can crack the floor a little bit with with how how hard they're being pushed or that's maybe how one of the parents dies or they both die (laughs) at the end of the film they get smushed yeah by the forces of gravity or you know just you see them yeah i don't know just playing with the idea of gravity with light would be what would be a cool twist on the whole poltergeist Mm. no i i I really like the idea of the the the, like weight like the closer this thing gets to you the more it just i mean if if you wanted to justify it you could say interdimensional being physically pulls the like you know like its world Mm. has a greater gravity than ours you get close to it it actually physically collapses you Mm. And, um, but that's something that they don't realise until it's too late that like well into the film that this is holy shit this seems like there's more than just it's more than just light it's more than just yeah. random weird spooky ghosts it's like shit this seems to have physical attributes to something we more or less understand which is physics Yeah. but it's really turning it on its head so we don't really have to f- think or p- commit too much to, to real science because yeah. we're playing against that with the idea that something is a ghost that we can't explain anyway yeah yeah I, th- I think in my head I saw this the, fun um, to play with those properties though yeah, yeah. I, I think in my head I saw this the kid you know almost walking away with the monster hand in hand at mm. the end of the film and the parents here like you said too sort of crushed they can't physically get up and the, the like ensuing confusion and fear and emotion and then probably ending with the parents pregnant again yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a a, a dealing with the fact that ultimately that the the nature of this film was that they had a kid and the kid wasn't all it was cracked up to be and they didn't quite like it but they they don't they're not good people and they didn't learn Mm. and so they just have another kid yeah yeah that'd be a really good yeah because then they'll just be bringing the same shit upon themselves and you you play into the idea that it's because they didn't have a kid because they wanted a kid they had a kid because it was the next logical step for a relationship and we we build into the whole the house obviously it's a haunting place yeah that's where the the bad stuff happens it's like it's not the house that's haunted it's your child (gasps) yes but i i mean yeah what you said them walking hand in hand out of the house but they've spent the entire film in the house. The, the child's experiences at that point have been localized in the house or that area of the house. I mean, if you remove the house, it would still be that area of land and that place yeah. where, where this thing was first drawn to and spent X number of weeks yep. getting stronger and or heavier and heavier and whatnot. They managed to walk free of, of, the, of the parents and walk hand in hand into the distance as this gravity, that this unbearable gravity pushes down on them and st- keeps them from trying to get their child from yeah. just walking straight out the door and, and never coming back and it stays there on them for days it's just like Mate. lying on the ground that they can't move and it's yeah they just or if they can move it gets weaker and weaker over the coming days and they do find that they can eventually but it does take them so long to be able to get to a phone or get to something that the child's gone lying and would never be yeah. found in the, um, and that's how you wrap up their story is that you, you let them really just, just in the same way that they've put their child to just wallow yeah 
and not being loved and not being enjoyed and you could use lots of extended shots of uh, the child being actively ignored for a long period of time or yeah. a long beat yeah. or a long long still shot without cutting and and you gotta and you throw yeah, back at that can, in the parent's face with them having to sit for weeks or days we could really create that, that sense of the um like these aren't bad people <clears throat> no they're just not they weren't ready or they didn't want it or they convinced themselves they want it. I mean that's that is not an evil thing mm. but the the reality of it is once you have a kid regardless of whether you like the situation you've put yourself in that is your situation now mm. and uh, that's really I think what this movie's about it's a yeah the there's that sink or swim moment where you have to say all right I'm a parent now that's it that's this now but these people have said no we want to be what we were we want to have what we want to have and just have a kid on the side and the answer to that was that no you know if you don't take care of the kid if you don't love the kid then the you will lose it mm. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. But yeah, there's, I like this idea. Yeah. It's growing. It's a, I really want to put the monster costume together. Yeah. I, I really feel like in a, in a filmmaker's growth, you have to make one it's, monster movie. Some creature fe- feature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm not about to make sh- schlocky shit because I... No, until we know I, we I, can make something that's not schlocky, why yeah. go backwards? And, and I like... I like schlock in the sense of there's something amazing about something that is funny that was never never intended to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's just... But you, you can't... I don't know whether you can fake that. And I don't... There's no interest for it to make that. No. Because I don't really think you can be proud of it. You, you can't... No, unless you've done something groundbreaking that shifts something that you did something with somebody you put somebody that's never been in a feature film before like a certain type of person mm. and then wouldn't it's a, it's, a, it's, you could make a social um, um, leap forward with, with that sort of schlocky idea because it's a principled idea it's really basic it's yeah. but like, everyone understands it but like oh you're not turning it on its head just to be ironic you're using a pretty low risk movie theme and and construct to go hey look this also works to a greater degree almost is it even better than the way that people have been doing it for years where people have thought this is a b movie Mm. because you've done this where it's like get out led by a you know a black actor or yeah i mean something that people weren't expecting the late george romero night of the living dead is not a schlocky movie diary of the dead is shit house yeah but not and it was the first one of the first films that put a black man as the lead actor yeah and granted we saw it too late to be like yeah so wow. but yeah. the we we didn't live in the 60s we don't understand <coughs> <coughs> but um yeah it's the and what this movie in my mind has is very very probably realistically if i actually made the films that i like to discuss very sharp visuals mm very um modernist and it's not just sharp i want tactile yeah 
you want want that feeling and the effects. The, yeah, like yeah, you can do that yeah. with CG. Case in point, Planet of the Fucking Apes. Yeah, but um, it's like if if I was going to make a ghost, I would. Granted, I'd be using a digital camera, but as I was saying, I'd film the ghost on a space that I can lift it off of mm. using a real costumed person, mm. and then overlay that onto the actual scene. So you end up with something that looks quite creepy and realistic because it's tactile and real. Not a CG wraith thing that you just superimpose into your shot. I want to make the costume. I feel like that's a big part of it. Yeah, no, really, I mean, it could play quite well into the fact that we, even if we're loosely pulling them, obviously filming them in one place and putting them into another place with yeah. special effects. Um, that could bleed in quite nicely in parts where it looks clearly lifted mm. because of the way that we've set up this whole ball of light thing. It's not quite yeah. I mean, where it, it should be in whatever the known universe is. Yeah. It's not. It will. It will. In my mind, it will. Yeah, it starts off a ball of light. It grows. It grows. It grows. Eventually, by the end of the film, when it actually sort of collects the child and walks away with it, you see it as an actual. I never put it entirely on focus because I don't think that's necessary. It's a being of light that's meant to just be overpowering to mm. look at. Mm. But by that point, you will actually have it walking around in the same scene as the the actors when you shoot the scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you phase it back out again, and then the second time it phases, when it phases out, it takes the kid with it, and the kid ceases to be hot, um, solid in the scene. Oh, that's a, yeah. I was gonna yeah. Maybe that's a. I just had the. As you were describing that, that as the being of light comes to full physical fruition throughout the film, and they deal with that, and then as maybe very rapidly, the child starts to regress into what the being of light came into this world as. So eventually, yeah. she is just a ball of light too. Yeah, they they leave together in that. Um, I imagine the front door, mm. them walking out the front door, you know, walking straight through it without opening it, mm, mm. and um walking to the end of that sort of elongated deck and at the end of the deck where there's that um there's that, that sculpture thing yeah, yeah just have them like kind of walk into it and they're basically gone by that point and then when they get to where that ball would be just like the ball kind of wobbles a bit and the lights also, flash on yeah. and off like it's been disrupted yeah 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 But then it all turns out it was just um, somebody had been dosing the parents with ketamine and kidnapped their child. <laughs> they never had a child. Mm. What did they kidnap? An adult. What? That's a that's amazing. Well, um, we might we'll just wrap up the show by watching a few new trailers because um, we normally do that at the start. And that do gets it. Yeah. Look, we look at trailers and stuff. Um, did you watch the new? Um, there's a new Death Note clip. No. Watch it. I, I watched it before. I, it looks pretty cool. Um, what did I watch the trailer for the other day? And um, I watched the trailer for. We'll get to that because the shape of disaster artist. Yes, yes. Tommy Wiseau movie. I did not hear it was bullshit. Oh, it, hi, Mark. He's he's not even doing a good Tommy Wiseau accent. No, I, he does the more and more he does the line you're like oh yeah it's uh, he does the phonetics the, yeah. the beats of his helping well, I'm speaking like but I he's not doing an impression English. yeah yeah what am I looking for um Death Note 
Desenote. I think it might not be on here because it was a Comic Con clip. I'm entirely ambivalent. Fuck Ryuk looks fucking cool. Have you seen the way better Japanese than, yeah, way trailer better than the CG the, uh, yeah, live for, action for Metal Alchemist? Alchemist? Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> That's all I can say. I've seen it. Yep. Um, you know what we didn't need? A fully CG. Um, Edward Elric. Alphonse. Alphonse. Wait, Netflix does. Uh, YouTube shows you a clip when you hover over. Yeah, they finally caught up with what porn's been doing for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, if you notice, porn has better servers than YouTube. Like, think about how smoothly porn will stream on almost any device, but if you watch YouTube on a subpar connection, it's shithouse. Yeah, because you got to think though that how much information is porn are these porn sites trying to pull from you in your device? Whereas with YouTube, it's Google. They're trying to pull as much information oh, you as think much it's as they're the upload. Yeah, that they're actually trying to get as much data from metadata as possible from you while also delivering what you're looking for. Shall we begin? <laughs> I think I agree. Okay. Relax, light. You're asleep. You're asleep and you're dreaming of some eight-foot-tall demon-looking motherfucker. Oh, yes. A dream. I like that. Dreams are places you can have fun, right? It's all in your mind, so why not enjoy it? Shh. Is this... Yes, is this gonna go as dark as the show does where he just unravels in the weight of Come what he's doing? I hope so. It's hard to say though. Go check it out. The only thing the internet is saying like, oh, that's not light. He's like, he shouldn't need to be convinced to kill somebody. He he shouldn't be like, mm, and have a little bit of sass to him. Like, no, we could. I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't start out a massive bastard, did he? No, but he did. Um, like this. Rook didn't need to convince him to use the Death Knight to kill somebody, down. which is what he's doing here. Uh, see what happens. Because he finds the he finds the Death Knight first. Yeah. yeah. It's write the name and and they die. Write the name and a howl and they die that way. Yeah. I know you well, want to. what this might be is like. People are taking it out of context. This is Rook handing him the death note and telling him yeah. how to kill him with an idea of how to kill him as well. Okay. I mean, in, in the anime, he anime. 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 anime he finds the death note first, doesn't he, and uses it, and then once then, then he meets Ryuk and then tells him how to use it properly. I think so. So maybe that scene's already happened. Like, He's already is killed it, isn't somebody. Isn't it that the the, the, the the couple of the demons squabble or something and the book gets dropped. Dropped, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that happens in an earlier scene in this that he already has already picked up and doesn't want it. He throws it away and then Brook brings it back to him and says, no, look, this is what you can actually do with it. Yep. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Help her. Man, there's a great voice. Yeah. The Green Goblin. <laughs> they need a pen. No. Parker. Help her. Good. Now 
As long as we're playing, let's do it right. There's no need to stop it. Who? I'm sorry, what else is there? How? Does he look good or not? His eyes do, but... Perfect, not bad at all. Jesus. Now. Now. Watch. <laughs> I think they're purposefully not showing any footage where he's clearly in the light. Yeah, but 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 the, the money shot, if you will, because that's really what people want to see. Those are am I wrong, or are those significantly larger eyes than the character actually has in the? In the I think the way, material. They, they, no, he does have massive eyes. He's got tiny pupils in this. You can just barely see them because of the way the light's hitting them. Okay. But when he does shift his eyes briefly in those scenes, you can see that they are they are that same kind of style. Uh, but they're bulging more. Um, I guess eventually we have to do a, the room viewing. Yeah, I feel like it's been. Yeah, it's yeah. been done. I just wonder whether it's one of those things. Ready, rest, and in. action. Who have they got to play the woman? What a line? The, uh, what is line? What is line? <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Okay. Surprising how much he can pretty much look like him Action. and look like him. His name Steve. Yeah. yeah. What is line? Oh, it was a bad fake beard and Take a muscle. Take thirteen. <laughs> Action. I did not hit her. I. Okay. Okay. Line. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. Especially Rob Hubel. Is that Rob Hubel? Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm not surprised that Paul, uh, Rob Hubel was actually. I hit her. No. <laughs> you want to change the line? You're doing great, man. We'll get there. Action. 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 I say loud. I can't hear in here. <laughs> say action so I can hear. Okay. <laughs> hey. Action. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yes! like, the thing is, it's like, it's funny, sure, but, uh, hi, but what's his name? Steve the Beard Marshall Shirt Dude? Yeah. He's gone on record multiple times describing what it was like to work with him behind the scenes, so I would not be surprised if most of that thing is, is based on that dude's play for play that, exactly how things went down. That dude was his name Mark. That dude is still incredibly like, he won't say anything that would make Tommy Wiseau hate him. No, he's, he's still very, very much very friendly and supportive of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Um, but he does say clearly, like, I've listened to him on a couple of How Did This Get Made, I think. Uh, an episode of that. Hello, just, world. He did clearly say, dude, crazy. I don't know what, what he, what's right up with, with him. Destiny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Adventure. Blood loss. I, I'm good against I never watched the original tech stuff. Um, maybe the cartoon show? Well, look at you. Impossible. You're a superhero. <laughs> I am the tick. Well, the truth. What do you bench? What's his name? <laughs> Wait, which one no is it? Can you fly? Who? Which one? Him. The actor. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Serafinovich, Peter Serafinovich. Accept the charges. Is this gonna be a long call? Can I sit? Sure. How can I put this? 
murder. It's just not cool. That's the thing, I love Patrick Warburton playing him in the, the old live-action TV show, but this dude sounds a lot more like the animated series tick, yeah. which I like more. What the world needs now is us. Sweet us. No. Oh, yeah. This is the good stuff. I'm breaking a little bit. Hey, he's... That should have been the um, fat dude from Hot Tub Time Machine. He's now in that. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the yeah. Fat, chubby, yeah, boy, child, man. Yeah, that should have been him. Look at you. You're as alive as a daisy. This feels a lot like how, like Wilfred. Did you ever yeah. watch Wilfred? Elaborate. 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 Why it looks Wil like Wilfred? Or I what don't is Wilfred? remember what Wilfred was. Um, TV show Elijah Wood. He oh the dog man dog man one yeah the dog suit Australian dude that yeah. seems like it's done in the same sort of dark mentally ill kind of way yeah yeah which doesn't, would make it doesn't look very expensive no and that's what Wilfred worked quite well as well they did this similar sort of things like this yeah they played with played the right sort of comedic and dramatic or depressing kind of tones to it that it's like huh this is quite right. still interesting to watch regardless of how cheap it looks have yeah. you started watching Game of Thrones yet no. Let's go and wait till it finishes completely. Um, the Shape of Water. Okay. Um, Del Toro. You mean Mr. I Don't Finish Projects? Well, that's the thing. It's like people are trying to speculate whether or not this is a creature from the Black Lagoon movie or an Abe Sapien prequel. If I told you about her. It's, it's Doug Jones and an Abe Sapien-like character. Oh. Similar to what the story that we talked about in Hellboy. He eats so eggs in this. It's not a dark universe movie? No, but they're not sure because it's... Is it universal? Legendary? What is this? I think he's usually, usually in the universe, right? He loves the monster universe, but... But the fact that it's like this sort of... He eats the eggs and listens to classical music, much like Abe Sapien does in Hellboy. She it's like, are these just character traits he likes and he's brought over? Because they clean that labs, but get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. It, it's as, it is pretty much Doug Jones being a sapien. So that thing looks wrong. human. Stands on two legs, right? Yeah, but we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent. That man is a great actor. Fuck yeah, I love my channel. Of understanding emotions. looks at me he does not know how i am incomplete he so sees mute. me that's why she connects with him because they am. obviously can't talk to each other yeah. the natives in the amazon worship this like a god Get him out. What are you talking about? No. You need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Elasa. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. is why they're thinking is it a creature from the Black Lagoon movie because it starts to get a little bit of horror if I told you about her 
What would I say? I wonder. Could just be a motif that he's really interested in because, like, he's done like three vampire films. True. With very similar I mean, sort of things. They're not really connected. But. I mean, did he do the Wolfman movie? I thought he produced yeah, it. Del Toro. No, no, the, it had been Nishio Del Toro yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not why I thought it was related to him. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Benicio Del Taco. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica Bielsberg. <laughs> Between we're shooting famous movies like Stealth <laughs> and Jaws, <laughs> I helped myself to Benicio Del Taco. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. This has been weird. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at weird shit. That's I before E because there is no C. Yeah, weird shit pod and uh, weird shit podcast at gmail.com and weird shit pod.com. You can, you, well, we're you, on, if, if we're you're on, listening to this, you already found us. You already you can, found us. I'm so happy. Uh, we're on Twitter, iTunes, and Stitcher. And Stitcher. Not Twitter. Twitcher. That's, the, that's, that's combining three things. I combined. Twitter, Twitch, Twitcher, and the, Stitcher. We're not on Twitcher. I'm just following our Jessica Bielsberg thing. Fuck off. <laughs>